Hi, my name is Josie. It is 2021 and we are in the middle of a pandemic. And two years ago, I started a podcast about my son, Cole, and how he was diagnosed with a, a rare genetic disease called Soto syndrome. And I think I felt a little vulnerable in the podcast and I never released it because I don't know, it was hard at the time. Anyway, um, looking back, I've changed my mind and I've decided to do an entire podcast on dealing with Soto syndrome, um, having a child with special needs. And uh, this is what I recorded two years ago. It's raw. There's nothing to it. And I hope I get better at this podcast thing. Um, but I want to share my story because I think there's a lot of people out there who have children with special needs. And this is it. This was from two years ago. I remember the day so well. Uh, I'm a broadcaster and I was sitting in my little studio in Toronto and I got a phone call and on the phone it said Mount Sinai Hospital. And I remember thinking, okay, what the hell is this about? Uh, my son at the time, he was 14 months old. He was slowly starting to crawl, which yes, I know, very delayed, but I was happy. We were, 90% of his medical issues seemed to have cleared. I was in this weird phase of nirvana. Everything was going well. He was happy and, and you know, I thought, okay, I, I was thinking the worst was over. And, um, it was a geneticist on the, on the line and she's like, Hey Josie, uh, I just, I, I want to talk to you about some results that I had gotten back about Cole. And I thought results, what is she talking about? So the last time I had any tests done, he was four months old and we had been in the hospital for the first four months of his life fighting pneumonia and fighting everything you could possibly imagine. And I was thinking, why are there results now? Results of what? And she said, you know, when he was here at four months, we, I don't know if you remember. And no, of course I didn't, because there was seems like there was a massive amount of doctors all over Cole every second of the day. She's like, one of the tests that we did, um, they had to, you know, grow the DNA or whatever it is, a gene. Obviously, I'm a mom and not a doctor. And um, this test takes about seven months and it came back positive. And I was like, positive for what? And she said, uh, this rare disease, it's called Soto syndrome. And I was like, okay. And of course I start Googling Soto syndrome. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm at work with colleagues everywhere. And when you Google it, it doesn't look that bad. Like it doesn't look horrible. Um, you know, on Wikipedia, it talks about how it's an overgrowth syndrome. So it means that he's going to be big. All right. He's a boy. My husband's big. I can deal with that. And then you keep looking and, and you see some other things that Sotos is related with, like a big head and weird features on his face. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's got a big head and, but they make him look really cute. He's really cute. Um, and I remember her trying to explain it, but of course I'm kind of in this daze of searching online and trying to figure this all out. She talks about muscle tone and how his muscle tone might be weak. And I was like, okay, that's why he's crawling late. That's fine. But he's going to walk. I can tell he's going to walk. And then I remember I asked her this one question and, um, I said to her, I said, okay, so just let me know what his adult life will look like. And she said, well, there's a very good chance that your son will not be able to live on his own. And 
that was uh, that moment where I was like, what? What are you talking about? My son is great. He's laughing at home, making words and talking. And I put him with other children and he looks okay. And he's doing okay. Yeah, he's not walking yet. And yeah, he's delayed. And we had a whole bunch of medical issues, but he's going to be okay. Um, So I wanted to start this podcast for anybody who has a child with special needs. And I don't know if I should call it spill or special needs people I love or um, what I should call it. But I really want to do a whole bunch of episodes on a whole bunch of different things that I deal with every single day. I'm not an expert. I am not a doctor, obviously. Um, I'm a broadcaster, so I have the equipment. I have the means to do this. And I think that there are so many people going through what I've already gone through. And I'm not talking just specifically people who have children with SOTOS, because it's very rare. It's, I think it's one in 20,000. But I'm talking people who have ch- children with reflux or low tone or behavioral issues or uh, any sort of disability whatsoever. I mean, I've learned a lot and I hope that I'll bring people on this podcast who also have learned a lot and we can share. And I thought this first episode, I wanted to talk to you about Cole. Just tell you what I went through with Cole, um, where I am today with Cole, and specifically concentrate on my little amazing guy. Because I think that there is a lot to learn from my story. So I'm going to start with he's four years old today. He's almost five. Um, And when my husband and I tried to have Cole, it took us a while. It didn't, it wasn't something that just happened immediately. We had to go through fertility. And I'm telling you this because I don't, you know, nobody really knows what happened or why he has what he has. It's a genetic disease, um, but it's a mutation of a gene, which means that both my husband and I do not have this and we do not have any sort of the gene inside our body. So um, we went through fertility and uh, it took us a couple years to finally have Cole and he was a twin. Um, so his brother or his sister didn't make it. Uh, they didn't make it. And I guess it's kind of like that Pitch Perfect 2 movie where it's like, I ate my kid and my brother in the womb. That's what happened. I'm cool with that. We can say that. And my pregnancy was pretty good. Like, it wasn't horrible. Uh, but there were a few little things that kind of kept, there were some red flags, just a few ventricles were number one. So his ventricles in his head were bigger than usual. And because of that, they put me in high risk. Um, But it was, you know, every day they kept thinking, okay, should we take her out at high risk? No, no, let's keep her in. Let's keep her in. So I went through the pregnancy. I didn't gain much weight, to be honest. I actually felt pretty good. And I remember my sister and my, my mom saying, you need to see a dietitian. You're not eating. I did. I ate a lot. And now I know why I didn't gain weight. And it has to do with my thyroid. He messed up my poor little Cole messed up my thyroid. Um, so uh, because of that, I, I wasn't gaining a lot of weight. Um, I did have him and he came a little early. He came five weeks early which wasn't too alarming, but it was enough to, um, for them to, you know, have a red flag there. And I remember when he came out and my mother-in-law was there and my husband and my mom and my sister, and everyone was so excited. And I was paranoid and I'm a paranoid person. So immediately I'm always thinking the worst, but I kept looking at him and I thought, something doesn't seem right. He just, something's not right. But I didn't want to ruin the moment. You know that moment when the baby comes out and like everyone's taking pictures and they're crying and I wasn't crying because I was worried. I was really worried. Sorry, I don't know what that is. 
I was really worried. And it wasn't until my mom said something. Thank God for my mom. She looked at him and she said, I want to call the doctor over because he doesn't look great. And they said, no, 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 no. He's okay. He's okay. And then another doctor came in and they did the glucose test. And this is where I always say I am so glad I had a child at the hospital because everything seemed to be on the border. He was okay, but he wasn't great. And I think if he were at home, they would have probably said, yeah, maybe tomorrow I'll go get him checked out. But because we were at the hospital, um, they took him to the NICU and they did the glucose test and immediately found out that he had pneumonia. And from that moment on, everything totally changed. Uh, the next 24 hours, he was in the NICU with all the preemies who were born at, you know, 28, eight weeks, 26 weeks. He looked like the healthiest child in there, but he definitely was not. Um, his heart rate was dropping and it was super, super worrisome. So then the pneumonia cleared and they said, okay, two weeks, you'll be out of the hospital. It'll be fine. So we waited two weeks and and then they, they were feeding him through a tube because he wasn't feeding properly. And the tube somehow went into his lung and they fed him. And immediately I thought, oh my God, I'm going to sue this hospital. They just fed my child in his lung. Um, what I didn't realize at that point is Cole's anatomy is not the same as our anatomy. It's a little different. Everything is a little different. So when you do put a feeding tube into his stomach, it might slip into his lung, which is very rare. So of course, after that happened, he got pneumonia for the second time. And this is a child who was six pounds and is now at seven weeks, four pounds. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is crazy. Now I wanna do a whole episode about what it's like to live in a hospital um, because it is the most challenging thing you could ever ever imagine. I don't know how my husband and I survived through that. I think we still have PTSD from it. And I think that uh, it's still randomly we talk about that experience as if it's a dream. We don't really remember eating. We don't remember sleeping, but we were there and every day seemed to go like, oh, he's great. Oh, no, he's not. Oh, he's great. He's not. Anyway, what kept us in the hospital other than the two bouts of pneumonia was actually, if you can believe it, his reflux. His reflux was so severe, which is probably because of the low muscle tone. Didn't know he had low muscle tone at the time, and now I do. Um, reflux, anyone who's going through reflux, I can't wait to do an episode on reflux because I think I called every hospital across North America, and I became Dr. Google, and I learned what medicine worked and what medicine didn't work, and I learned how to prop him up and how to sleep with him in my arms because if I put him down and even for a second, he would choke um, and I learned that you have to carry him all the time. Uh, I learned how to do CPR. I got a nanny who could learn how to do CPR. We called 911 at least four times with his reflux. And it was that when he was home and it was horrible. So finally, my little monkey gets discharged. I'm so excited. And I mean, we don't really know what happened. So at that point, we're like, okay, our child was in the hospital for four months. Um, we have no diagnosis. We have no idea what's going on, but let's work with some OTs and let's try to get him, you know, walking and talking and let's just figure out how to function in normal life. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, by 14 months, he seemed like the perfect little child. And then we got the diagnosis. So... What has it been like from 14 months until now? It's been a lot of months where we are in denial. 
where we think our child is the smartest, funniest kid in the entire world. And he is very funny. She could add, he is very funny. Um, but um, there's been lots of denial. I went to a conference on Soto syndrome a couple of months ago with my mom and my dad. And I think my husband is in way more denial than I am. And I went in to talk to one one of the three leading doctors in the world on Sotos. And yes, there are only three doctors. And I said, you know, here's his mutation of his gene. Take a look at it. I think he's doing better than every other child who has Soto syndrome. I think he's this and he's that and he's great. And I think that, you know, if I didn't go through all that stuff with Rifa, I wouldn't even know I've known he had Sotos. He's so perfect. And the doctor just looked at me and said, you're in denial. And Cole was right beside me. And I said, really? And he said, I'm looking at your child right now and you are in denial and this happens. He has issues. He will always have issues and you need to deal with that. So my child doesn't look like the typical Sotos child. Um, His features aren't as exaggerated. His IQ is somewhat normal, if not a little bit uh, underneath what other children are. Um, But Today and in the last couple of weeks, my husband and I have been talking about how we see it a little bit more now. His speech is very delayed. When he talks, it takes a long time to get what he wants to get out. Uh, People have to wait for him. And little boys his age, who are five years old, aren't going to wait for him to tell a story. Um, his walking, his running is delayed. He, when you say low muscle tone, it's a lot about the processing from the brain to the muscles. So it's not like he's not strong. He's a strong kid. It's just that everything is delayed. Uh, That is definitely his biggest issue. His other issue is his immune system. And medically, my son has more upper respiratory infections, I think, than anyone else I've ever met in my entire life. And nobody really knows why. Nobody knows why his immune system is somewhat compromised because he has Soto syndrome. But I do hope that that gets fixed. And I can tell any parent who has a child who goes to the hospital what it is like to go to the hospital with uh, with pneumonia. Oh, my God. But here we are today. And my son is turning five. And we know we have a huge road ahead of us. But in the five years that we have been his parents, um, what we have learned is unbelievable. And I think when I first got that diagnosis, I thought, oh my God, am I going to be a mom with a child with special needs? That's going to be my whole life. That's all that my whole life is going to be about. And it's weird because that's all I want my life to be about. You know what I mean? Um, Because I love it so much. I love him so much. I love learning about everything about him. But I also am a broadcaster and a TV host and For a lot of the day, I'm working on my career, and it's really good that he's not with me every second. He's out there playing with his nieces and his nephews who are older than him, and he's having a normal life. One thing I want to say to anybody who first gets a diagnosis, whether that be autism or whether that be SOTOS or whatever it is, um, you have to remember that your child, all you want is for your child to be happy. That's it. And for most cases, they are. It's you, I think, that gets upset because they aren't included in the other boys and girls games. That was where I left off two years ago. 
on my uh, first ever podcast. I am going to do one weekly. I know I'm not doing them in a conventional way. I know you're supposed to put like eight or nine up, but um, bear with me. If you want to send me any of your questions, you can do so at josiedye at hotmail.com. That's J-O-S-I-E-D-Y-E at hotmail.com. And I would love to have um, people who are going through the same thing as me, anyone who is a mom or a dad of a child with Sotos, come on here. And of course, I'm going to broaden that and say anyone who has a child with special needs, because I mean, there's so much to talk about. And it's, um, it's, you know, this whole thing is incredibly rewarding, it's beautiful, and it's challenging. So um, please send me an email. And uh, hopefully I'll post another one next week.